Charlene and Bob Steinkamp, the founders of Rejoice Marriage Ministries, are pleased to bring you the following message. To find out more about other materials available from Rejoice Marriage Ministries, or if we can minister to you in any other way, please contact us. You can write Rejoice Marriage Ministries, P.O. Box 10548, Pompano Beach, Florida, 33061. Please visit our website at www.rejoiceministries.org. Our hope is that through Charlene's message, you will receive the encouragement from the Lord, and with His strength and power, your marriage can be all that your Heavenly Father planned it to be. Are you ready? You ready to get filled up and get a miracle in your marriage tonight? Amen. I am too. We're just going to open up with prayer and we just give the Lord the glory and honor for all the people that are going to be coming in. We pray for their safety in their cars and we're just going to pray for our spouses to have an encounter with the Lord tonight so that they will come to their senses and you'll be able to get a phone call tonight. All right, let's just, let's, what we want to receive, we need to pray for. We can't think it, we got to pray for it. We got to pray it and keep praying it every day until you see your spouse home, right? All right. Lord, we just praise you. We thank you, thank you for tonight. Thank you for this, Lord, this day of Rejoice Pompano Bible Study that you've given us, and we just give you the praise and the glory for all that you're doing in each of our hearts and our lives. Lord, we're praying for miracles to be restored. We're praying for marriages to be resurrected from the dead. We're praying for non-covenant marriages to be severed, cut, and destroyed of all ungodly relationships for all our spouses, for any of our children, or for us, because, Lord, we've got some of us that have taken a detour road. So sever, cut, and destroy all the ungodly relationships with all of us. And, Lord, we just ask that you would touch each of us and fill us up with open ears tonight. Open our ears to receive your message, your scriptures that will touch you from him. Lord, we ask you to open our eyes to read the word and the the scriptures will leap off the page for you. Lord, we ask that you would soften, take that heart of stone or that anger, that bitterness, that rage, or anything that we're stuffing down and don't want to admit it. We ask that you would remove it tonight by the Holy Spirit going up and down these rows and touching you. We pray for divine healing to come upon each and every one of us to take our heart and heart and turn it to a heart of flesh and that we will love our enemies because we don't have any enemies because the Lord says we are to love our enemies. So, Lord, we are just asking the ones that we consider our enemies that we would say, Lord, pour in your unconditional agape love into our hearts and our lives and remove that word of, that any of those other people or any family members or anybody even at work, that we may have an attitude about somebody, may we give it to the Lord and say, forgive me for even thinking negative about them. You created them, so Lord, we ask that they will come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. They'll be saved, 
and that they will become a mighty man and woman of God. They can be my friend. Lord, we're asking you to do transformations. We want reconciliations and we want restoration of marriages and relationships. And we will give you the praise, we'll give you the glory, and we'll give you the honor for what you're going to do tonight. In the name of Jesus, amen. <clears throat> well, we're going to open up to Psalm 139, and we are going to be discussing, we're going to discuss um, women, because this is Mother's Day month, and I can't ignore that, because there's going to be mothers that may not have children at home, because the spouse has custody. There may be all sorts of situations with our children. We have children that are saying they're atheists. There are children and adult children that are on alcohol or drugs or any sorts of, mad, of circumstances. <clears throat> but we want you to know who you are in Christ. We want to know that you are a mother, regardless if your children are home or all grown up. You may have grandchildren now. And that is a blessing from God. And so we're just asking, and we're going to be talking about husbands and mothers and about parenting tonight. And there's some of you that do not have children, but I want you to think about your nieces, your nephews, or your cousins, or anybody that has children. Maybe your friends have children. And we're asking that you would... Think of some group of kids that you can minister the love of Jesus to. Because we need to radiate that. So Psalm 139, have we gotten there? Okay, now this is to tell you, I want to make sure you know one statement at the very beginning tonight. God loves you. God loves you. He created you. He sent his only son to die on the cross for us. So we have to envision and understand how much he loves you. Now the question is, how much do you really love God right now? Are you angry at God? Because you can be. You can get upset with God and you can get angry with God. And it's better to talk to God about what you're angry about than to stuff it down and, and pretend you don't even, are not even angry with him. Because God wants, he knows everything. He knows everything. And if you don't know it, let me show you what Psalm 139 says. Oh Lord, you've searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. That means he knows everything you're doing. You discern my going out, my lying down. Does he know you? Yes, he knows you. You are familiar with all my ways. Does that mean you can hide anything like an affair or like having any thoughts that are not of, of the Lord? Do you think you can hide anything from God? What's the answer? No, you cannot. He says that you're familiar with all my ways. He knows all of Charlene Steinkamp's weaknesses. You will never know them. My kids may not know them, but God knows because I'm in my house by myself. So nobody else can see it. But you know what? God knows everything. God knows everything about your husband 
or wife. And that is where you need to be saying, praise the Lord that, that he knows everything. You hem me in. Oh, wait, let me go back. Verse 4, before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in behind and before. You've laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? You can't. If I go to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. I rise on the wings of the dawn. If I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light becomes night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. Can you imagine that? He created night. He created the day. The night will shine like the day and for darkness is as light to you. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, if you have any questions about anything, highlight 13 and 14. Your works are wonderful, and I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. And if you got teenagers, this they need to know about. You know, to say, beware, beware, don't do anything that you should not be doing until you're married. Right? And because my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them were I to count them. This is a longer scripture. That you would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Thank you, Lord. When you wake up in the morning... You can say, thank you, Lord, I'm alive. Thank you, Lord, you are in control of today and that this is the day that I serve you. What do you want me to do today? What can I do for you today? How can I be a witness? If only you would slay the wicked, O God. Away from me, you bloodthirsty men. And yes, we do have some enemies right now, do we not? So slay the wicked and remove them out of our life. We don't want them to die. Do we just want them out of our territory. We want them to go where God wants them and have somebody for them or go back to their own family and loved ones and children. You know, that's what we have to understand. They would speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. I do not hate those who hate you, O Lord. I abhor those who ride up against you and have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Now, verse 23 is the ending of this, and 24, and this is the key, and as we have some other keys in our Psalm 139. Search me, O God. Search me, because you know my heart, and test me. Now, there's a lot of schools that are doing tests right now, We've got moms and dads here. You've been doing all sorts of tests. You, but you also are going to, all the kids get finals. And they're going to go through tests. 
where God wants to give you a test. He says, I want you to test, I want to test you and see where your heart is now. Are you standing firm? Are you weak? Are you weary? Know my anxious thoughts. And if you've got anxious thoughts, the Lord knows it. So give it to him. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Lead me on that narrow path. Lead me. Take, I want to take your righteous right hand and lead me. And we will just praise the Lord tonight. We are going to um, sing two songs, and um, you may know them, but one is new, and it's God Who Moves the Mountains. That's the second one. But open the eyes of my heart is the first one. And let's pray that in two ways. Open my eyes, um, open the eyes of my heart that, that I'm, the Lord is speaking to me. But open the eyes of my husband or wife's heart and my children's hearts who are not right with the Lord. So let us do that tonight. Let's stand up. Let's worship the King of Kings. And welcome to Rejoice Pompton. We're thrilled to have all of you.
You may be seated. I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to Rejoice Pompano tonight. We're glad you guys are here. Um, before I give some announcements, Madison, can you please bring me the armor of God thing that I left back there? Thank you. Um, we are in May already, so I want to see if we have any birthdays or anniversaries in the month of May. So birthdays. We have a birthday in the month of May. Raise your hand. Okay, we have a few. How about anniversaries in the month of May? Yes, okay, thank you. So our gift to you is an item from the bookstore. So you guys on the way out tonight can stop at the bookstore and you can pick up a book or a CD as your birthday or anniversary gift. And if you're not sure what to get, we can recommend something for you. Um, I had Madison bring up something that we have in our bookstore online, and we brought some with us tonight, and we're going to talk a little bit about this, but you guys might like this. It's an armor of God, like figurine, and it says, put on the full armor of God, and on the bottom of it, it has the Bible verse written out, and it comes with a pamphlet that goes through how you can pray the armor of God. And so this is just something neat. Like, we got these in our bookstore, and we just keep selling out of them because people love them as a reminder, like to put this on your bathroom counter or on your desk at work or wherever you can see it to be reminded to constantly be praying the armor of God. So that is back at the bookstore tonight if you want to check that out. Um, last Thursday, we recognized the National Day of Prayer. Did anybody get to listen to the National Day of Prayer podcast yet that we did? Okay, it was good. Both of you that heard it, I'm so glad. <laughs> it was amazing. Last Thursday was the National Day of Prayer. So the podcast last Thursday was a group of people praying for you. So I mean, listen, do you know what FOMO means? F-O-M-O, -O, fear of missing out. You don't want to miss out on this. You're going to be wondering, the people here that heard about it, you're going to say, oh, did you get blessed by that? And you're not going to know. So go to our website, rejoiceministries.org. Click media. The top thing says fight for your marriage podcast. And you can see it, National Day of Prayer. You will want to hear it. So anyhow, we have... Um, men that were praying for the men that are standing. We had people with restored marriages praying for the restored marriages, praying for the prodigals that are in the home, praying for our government, praying for businesses, praying for um, the media. Just we, we covered everything. So anyhow, go listen to it. It was good. Thank you, Pebbles, for... <laughs> you get the prize. Pebbles, you win a statue tonight. Thank you. I will get it to you afterwards. That you might win if you want to listen. So, okay, anyhow, National Day of Prayer was really good, so listen to it. But also, while you're on there, there's other podcasts that are great to listen to. We have some coming up that are question and answers. Um, some of you might have submitted questions. So, anyhow, they're great to listen to. Um, Daniel 4, verse 3, if you want to flip to it, I wanted to read you a Bible verse. Actually, starting in verse 2. Daniel 4, verse 2. It says, it is my pleasure to tell you about the miraculous signs and wonders that the Most High God has performed for me. How great are his signs, how mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His dominion endures from generation to generation. And that verse is such a good reminder that we need to be telling people and telling others about the miraculous signs that God does for us. And you know, sometimes we're waiting for the big miracle like restoration or we're waiting for the healing or we're waiting for the job to come through or whatever it is you're waiting on. But 
through that whole journey, you have to see God moving and answering prayers. And we need to be looking for those things day in and day out of where God is answering prayers. And some of the things we don't even know. We have no idea the car crash that we were spared from because we were running late. Or we have no idea um, anything that God does. So pray, look for those and ask God to show you and make you sensitive to see those things. But I want to read two um, testimonies tonight Um, I'll give you a sneak peek. One of them you're going to see in the upcoming Saturday testimonies, but they're from um, out of the United States, which which is exciting. We have so many people that contact us, and I don't even know. We should look and see, but I, I feel like we've been contacted by every country, which is awesome because the word is going around, but it's sad because what happens in... Africa is happening in Florida and what happens on the other side of the world is happening here And so people are going through the same thing It might be a little bit different because of their culture But they're going through the same struggles and they're praying for the same thing as you So let me read this first one is from Colombia and she says thank you for every word of encouragement and testimony God gave me freedom and victory over all the darkness God has transformed my husband He has a new heart and is born again. He loves Jesus as Jesus loves him. And today we have our husband and our dad back at home, full of faith and looking for a future of truth. Isn't that awesome? And this one is from um, a woman in South Africa. And she said, the Lord is faithful all the time and praise the Lord because he remains faithful. My last testimony was in December when I thanked the Lord that my husband had asked me to tag along to his mother's house. Well, since then, my husband invited me to his place. I was very excited but also hesitant. While I was there, he called me his wife. The next day, he woke me up and he sat down on the couch to talk to me. He apologized. He asked that we give us a chance to work it out. It's been four months now that we've been restored, and I give God all the glory. It hasn't been easy. Keep that in mind so when your restoration comes, you don't throw your hands up and say, well, this is too hard. It's not what I thought. It hasn't been easy, but I want to thank Rejoice Marriage Ministries and the Standers who constantly share their testimonies and share their devotions. With the words, God will not waste your pain. Hold on to him. Hold on to his promises. Do not be afraid because he is with us. Let's keep on praying for one another's journey. It doesn't end with restoration. It carries on. Isn't that amazing? So two wonderful testimonies from around the world of what God is doing and and what he can do. And this woman that is restored is saying she's not done praying. Just like my mom always said, she would be a stander for life. Never give up because the devil's going to want to come in and, and discourage and defeat what God did. So... I hope those testimonies encourage you. On Saturday, we have this thing called Charlene Cares. It is awesome. And every Saturday, we do testimonies. And go read those. I know we've talked before about sometimes it can be discouraging to to read what God's doing in other people's lives. And you think, well, that's not happening for me. But go read them and be encouraged that God is doing it. And if God can do it in South Africa and God can do it in Colombia, God can do it in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And so he's able to move those mountains for you. So I hope you'll read those and, um, and just be 
be encouraged and submit your testimonies when God does something. Give praise. Call your prayer partner and tell your prayer partner what God did and, and give him glory. We, we need to brag on God for all that he does and not just complain about God not answering and not doing what we want, but brag on him for what he does. Well, we're going to take that chance right now and we're going to have a time of prayer. Um, and we're gonna, what we do for those of you that are new, we just break up into groups of like two, maybe three tops, and we just have a season of prayer, just praying together. Men, if you want to come over to this side and connect with other men, it might be too distracting to you to pray with other people, and you might just want to sit in your seat and pray by yourself, and that's perfectly fine, but we just want to go and have a season of prayer right now and a time where we can thank God for what he has done and present our requests to him. So we'll take a few minutes if you want to find a group of people, a couple people to pray with, and um, men, if you want to connect with another man or two, if you're with a couple, you can pray together, whatever the Lord tells you to do, and we'll spend some time in prayer. Before your throne, dressed in glory, not my own. What a joy I sing of on that day. No more tears or broken dreams, forgotten is the minor key. Everything as it was meant to be. And we will
God, as we come to you tonight, we thank you for the gift of prayer. Lord, as we listen to the words that are going up in this room right now, we thank you for the, the gift that you've given us where we don't need to have a person intercede for us. God, we can access you directly, and I thank you for that, Lord. God, I pray for every man and woman that's in this room. Lord, I pray that you would encourage them. I pray that they would just be able to wipe away the distractions of a busy Monday today and that they would be able to just sit and hear from you tonight. God, I pray that they would be able to focus and, and would just hear the word that you have for them. Lord, I pray that you would convict where conviction is needed. I pray that you would encourage where encouragement is needed but I know that you will meet the needs that we all have. God, we pray for the prodigals that are represented by caring people in this room. And Lord, we pray that tonight that you would go after them. Your word says that you will leave behind the 99 to chase the one. And so Lord, we know that each one matters to you. God, we pray that tonight that that prodigal would just feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit in a way that they cannot get rid of that feeling, God. We pray that as they lay their head down tonight, that they would not find rest, that instead they would just be convicted and that they would just be impressed to get on their knees and pray. And God, as much as we want marriages restored, we want prodigals that were restored to you first. And so God, we pray that there would just be um, salvations that happen because of our prayers. Lord, we know you hear our prayers. We know that the prayers of, of many are, are fruitful, and we know that you want these prodigals to come to you, God. And so we pray that you would just stop them in their paths. We pray that the sin that so many of them are entangled in would no longer be enjoyable, that it would no longer be um, what they thought it was. We pray that you would just bring confusion to it. Lord, for the many that are struggling with um, drug and alcohol addictions, and, and we hear from so many that are dealing with that, God, we pray that you would just cut off the supply. We pray that you would cut off the enjoyment and the high that comes from that, and that it would just no longer do what they wanted it to do. God, we know that you're faithful, and we thank you for that. Lord, I thank you for these testimonies tonight that we heard from around the world, and I thank you for the way you answer our prayers each and every day. God, I pray that you would soften our hearts and help us to be people that, that are diligent and praying, and I pray that you would help us to not just complain about what's not happening in our life, but instead that we would continually come to you with praise and adoration for what you're doing. Lord, I thank you for the many that are here and the boldness it takes to stand up and to say, my marriage fell apart, but I'm praying that you will restore it. And we know you're faithful and you will do that. And God, we will praise you when you do that. I pray that as we continue worshiping tonight, that this would just be music to your ears and that you would be pleased with it. I pray that you would just um, let everything that needs to be said from you fall on ears and what is uh, man's word, that you would just erase that. And I pray that you would just remove distractions tonight and that we would just hear from you in our each and every one of our own lives. In your name, amen. All right, we're going to keep worshiping. So you can stand and sing with us.
Amen. Worship the Lord. Thank him. Thank him for who he is. Praise the Lord. He, the, he, we, he deserves our praise. He deserves your praise, and we need to keep thanking him for what he is doing in our lives. In our lives. We need to praise him. You need to be seated. Shout to the Lord. Shout to the Lord. The promises he has given us. Wow, that is a song we can sing once a month, as far as I'm concerned. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. That has touched us, and that is what I want you to be done. I want the Holy Spirit to come into this room and touch every one of us to be all that we need to be. And whatever we need, the Lord gives it to us. He takes away the depression. He removes that pain and sorrow. He removes that mourning. He touches our hearts and heals our wounded, broken hearts. God is a God of miracles. And he, if you can't believe a miracle to touch up and down these aisles, then we can't believe for a miracle for a heart to be touched by your husband or wife that are missing. We have to stand and believe in his mighty power. Not our power, no, the Lord's power and the God of the creation of heaven and earth. Now, I want to tell you that everybody that is not in Florida, we get, we're blessed. We don't get all the winter and the snow and all the other fires and so many other things. But you get in, in all these other countries and all these where my, uh, two teenage, my two teenagers who are living in Lynchburg, Virginia, they got to see snow, and I got to go... Take them back after a trip just recently. And I said to Lori, I'm just going to hitch in the car, and we're just going to go up there. And we even had a Rejoice on the Road. Now, if any of you know about that, Bob and I did Rejoice on the Road for years. So we got to do a Rejoice on the Road. We went to Charlottesville, Virginia. And we, I opened up. Lori called me in the morning and woke me up and said, I'll open up your drapes. Have you, are your drapes open? I said, no. She says, open your drapes. There's snow. And I got to see snow. God had it snow on my day that I was there. But it was snow flurries that I got to see snow on trees, on the, on the uh, bushes, on the grass. It was covered with white snow. I got pictures to prove it. <laughs> and I want to tell you, you know, now they have got the... Uh, all the cherry trees and all these other uh, beautiful flowers that they're planting and doing, and w they're blooming, starting to bloom. We want us to be blooming. No more winter. No more depression. No more what if or when or all the other questions that the devil gives you to be depressed or discouraged or defeated. That is not Jesus asking you when, when, when is that going to happen? No, that is the devil trying to get you to question God's mighty power and timing. We have to trust the Lord. His timing is perfect. Any other time is wrong. Can you believe that? Yes, we have false starts. I just had a lady come to me tonight and said that her husband's 
Gondra has left the other woman again. This is the fifth time. I said, praise the Lord. He's getting it. He is not. He's got no peace over there. And it may take him ten times. But God has not given up on him. And we have got to understand that we've got to be ready. I said, are you ready? Are you ready? And she showed me the two books, Finding Way Home and Standing After. I said, there's two CDs with that. So she went and got those. So I am telling you, you know, we've got our part. We've got our part to be ready. Get our house cleaned up and get our spiritual houses, our emotional hearts and lives. We need to be praising the Lord. Now, shout to the Lord. That is the title of that song. Why don't you all write that down? And why don't you sing that every day and worship him all this coming week? Shout to the Lord. Now, that's one song that can be on your list. You can choose one or two other songs that you might like to choose. Or you can sing three or four songs or maybe one in the morning and two at night. We have got to get serious about standing. Because we're not going to get it if we don't get serious and worshiping the king of kings. Now, let me tell you, praise defeats the enemy. Do you remember Paul and Silas? Paul and Silas were flogged, and they were in, and it's Acts 16. Acts 16, 31, I'm going to go there first, which is not my plan, but God put it in my mouth, so it came out, so we'll do it. Acts 16, this is what we're standing for. This is what we're standing for. This, how many are on my list to memorize scripture once a week? Uh, high arms, high arms, so I can see them. Okay, we got several. Good, going. We want all of you to be on that because you may not memorize it completely, but you'll memorize half of it. It's better than zero scriptures in your heart and in your mind because we have to get serious about having the word of God in our heart and our mind because when we're driving or when something's happening, we need to have a scripture come to mind and even pray scriptures. There's nothing more powerful than praying the word of God. That's why you can go to resources and go down under there and get personalized scriptures. And pray the scriptures with you and your husband or wife's name in it. There is power in that. Be, oh, yes, we have to do it maybe three times a week. Or you could do it five times a week. Or you could do it every day, seven days a week. How serious do we want to... You know what? The doctor doesn't say, take a pill once a week. Does he? If you're sick, you might have to get a shot. You might have to... Take a test, but he tells you to take your medicine, what, two times a day, three times a day? But he takes at least one a day. Are we cutting God short? Are we saying, do everything for me? I'm waiting. Here I am, Lord, I'm waiting. Well, what are you doing? Are you having time to read the word? Oh, but you know, don't my schedule. Oh, yes, I do. I know my schedule, I know your schedule, and I know what it was like with three kids. One was six. And I want to say this to you, because we're going to be talking about children, and we're going to start right now. It is not easy being single parent. It is not easy. 
but your husband is God. And your heavenly father is the father to those children. And you have got to go to him about everything. My youngest son was very, very, having a very difficult time. And at the same time, my brother had already left his wife. So he said, I'm giving you the, my, my wife. So she's family and I'm leaving for another woman. I know what you believe. So anyway, this is the bottom line is I won't see you and you just keep be staying with, so the family, the kids stay together. And uh, so I saw two little kids hurting and crying. Divorce is not meant to be. Read the word, God hates divorce. But we need to pray and say, Lord, heal and restore and rebuild and reconcile our marriages to be all that God wants it to be. Now, I know some of you have had your kids grow up, and you're still waiting, but that's okay because they believe and are seeing your, your faithfulness to you, your God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the Holy Spirit. And they may not believe right now, but you know what? When God does a miracle and when God starts moving the mountains, then they will start to see that God is a God that is truly the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and the creator of the heavens and the earth. And all that we see, we need to pray. All the tragedies that we see in Hawaii, you know what? Be, on, be a sharp to the current events. Be sharp because I can't think of anybody better to pray as every prayer warrior in Rejoice Marriage Ministry. And we need to pray for that lava and that volcano to be silenced by God. And we ask it to save and, restore and, and block and stop only God's perfect will. That's all we pray. God, your perfect will. But Lord, we ask you to stop it and not have anybody get hurt or killed. And those families are losing their homes, many of them. But what if we pray? That's the national day of prayer. What if we stop? And we, we pray short prayers. We don't have to pray for an hour, like I do, or uh, like we did on that National Day of Prayer. You're going to think, wow, that's a long time. You know, it was only an hour. But an hour is a long time. Not a long time when we're watching football, is it? <laughs> Not a long time when we're watching a movie, is it? But when we start to pray, it gets a little bit long really fast, right, doesn't it? So I'm asking you, to be different. We want something different. We want miracles from God. And so we must be different. We must talk different. We must act different. We're going to talk about that tonight. We want, I want you to be the examples. I just told somebody when I was praying, I, Lord, use me every day. Wherever I go, use me. Now, I just, this last week where I went, is Walgreens, my favorite place to go shopping. <laughs> use, use your imagination. But anyway, it's close to home. It's close to the bank. I do it all in one shopping, you know, unless I have to buy food. I don't buy food there, but um, unless it's dry goods. 
But I, I had a lady just, it was two days ago, was, had all her things, and it was the Holy Spirit just prepared me and said, look, watch her. She's going to be short of money. And so all of a sudden she turns to me and she says, do you have $3? And I said, I sure do. And so I pulled it out and I said, it's a blessing to bless you. And then I said, and God loves you. And Jesus loves you. And she you know, took the money, said thank you, and was really appreciative. And I left. And I said, have a great day. And I said, thank you, Lord. I could have been in another line. I could have been anywhere else. But I got to do that one time a few days ago for another amount. I can't remember the amount. But I gave two or three dollars again. And I said the same thing. Now, it's going to be strange because it's the same cashier at the same time. You know, she's going to be thinking, how come you're always here at the time that somebody needs? But you know what? Be available. Tell the Lord, I'm available. Use me. Because that person may not feel loved. And we need to show that love and give God the glory and give God the praise. Ask him, what can I do today? How can I encourage somebody? And Acts 16, if you had opened your Bible up, this is our scripture for the week. And it says in Acts 16, 31, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Wow. There's a scripture. It's short. Not all of them are short, but it's short. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Now, this is a story about Acts 16 where Paul and Silas uh, were speaking and got arrested and they got flogged and they were thrown into the prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Don't let them run away. Now, remember, this is after Jesus has already risen and they know that his body disappeared and then he, then he showed up for 40 days and then all of a sudden, he went to heaven. So they knew, they don't know what was going on. But about midnight, verse 25, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns. And why I'm coming to this to the beginning is what did we just do? We have sung three songs and shout to the Lord, you guys were praising the Lord and worshiping him. And that is what Paul and Silas were doing. And to God and the other prisoners were listening. You have got somebody's attention. You have got people at church or at work listening to what you're doing. And you can be grumbling or you can be praising the Lord. You, you can even have the front row if you want it. <laughs> but... But about midnight, they were praising the Lord at midnight. Midnight. Now, I know, I'm, I confess it, and you all know it, that I'm the, not the early bird. Uh, Lori and Tim and Tom, early birds get the worms. But I get the nights where the Lord and I are at nighttime. I've always been that way, even when Bob and I were married. You know, so... Anyway, this, all of a sudden, they were watching them, 
and the prisoners were listening to them, and suddenly there was a violent earthquake, just like in Hawaii, except they were having, they were having multiple earthquakes, that the foundations of the prisons were shaken, and all at once, the prison doors flew open. Hallelujah. May the prison doors of every one of the prodigals fly open tonight, Lord, and they may be break the chains, break the chains of drugs and alcohol and adultery and sexual immorality and impurity and all. Lord, we need them to be saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit. Break the chains of the, of the lies that they have believed for years and now we ask that you would speak to them the truth, and the truth will set them free, and they will come to their senses, and they will be like the prodigal son in Luke 15, and come home, come home to his waiting father without a list of where have you been, what have you done, or how much money did you spend, but we're waiting lovingly with agape, unconditional love. That is way we are waiting. And we want to wait that way so that they don't run again. They're already going to have guilt and shame. You don't have to give it to them. The devil is glad to give it to them. So we have got to pray that that guilt and shame be gone. And we have to say, it's okay. I love you unconditionally. At once the prison doors flew open and the chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But they hadn't. They were worshiping, and they were watching, and the prisoners were in shock. And he said, Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We're all here. The jailer called for the lights, rushed in, fell trembling before Paul and Silas, and he said, what must I do to be saved? That is what we are praying for every family around the world, not just here, not just in, in Sri Lanka, not in South Africa or Colombia, as we have testimonies tonight. We're praying it for everywhere around the world. We want the husbands and wives and their marriages restored and rebuilt on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Amen. We want our marriages to proclaim what God has done. And we're praying right now that the ones that have been restored to write a newsletter article, to, if they feel well enough, do a, a swipe or a whatever. What is it? What is it? A testimony on the TV or wherever. YouTube. Well, I knew YouTube. I thought, what, what's the square computer that we have to get on to do it? Skype. Thank you, sir. I don't pretend I have to be smart on that part. That is Tim and Lori's part, and I don't have to. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm telling you, we've gotten restored marriages around the world for the last 28 years, and they have gone into having restored marriages, but they've gone into silence. And I want you guys, if you don't know it, we need to praise the Lord. We need to praise the Lord what he's done before and what he's done after. We need to praise the Lord all the time, not be ashamed of it, but we need to praise the Lord for what he's doing and he's going to be doing. Amen. 
So, Lord, you know, if you've been touched or any good has happened, the Lord gave you a bonus or anything else, tell somebody what God has done for you. But believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. And that is exactly what we are praying for this week and memorizing. So may I challenge this whole group and everybody around the world, memorize Acts 16, 31, and you will be blessed abundantly. And the prisoner, and I've got to go back to it, because not only did, what must I do to be saved? It not wasn't just him that got saved. God saved his entire family. His entire family. Now that is something the in-laws and the brother-in-laws and the cousins all are getting. It says the jailer brought them into his house, set a meal before them, and he was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. So may I suggest, shall we start praying for our whole family to get saved? That is what we're supposed to be doing, but if you're not, let me challenge you. Go down to verse 34 and memorize that, or don't even memorize it. Just remember that he got saved, and then he took them home, and they were able to share the gospel, and their whole family got saved. Now, that is something to be shouting hallelujah about. That's what we want to do. We want to shout hallelujah about it on these testimonies. And we want everybody to share their testimonies of what God is doing. He is an awesome, mighty God. So now that we're here, are you praying for their salvation? That is the most key. That is key. Don't bring them home when they're not saved. You know, we, we would love. They may come home unsaved. But they Bob, when he came down and picked me up at the office and took me and said, stop praying for me, you're tormenting me. He was not talking about coming home with salvation and praising the Lord that he's coming home. He was not thinking that. But I zipped my lips, and I didn't ask a lot of million-dollar questions. Because you know what? Our questions sink us. Quit asking the questions. Can you become a listener. You may never have been a listener. And I am trying to do better because I interrupt. I, get, I hear half a sentence, and I often want to fill in the blanks to Tim or Lori or to anybody, and I want to say something. And I have to, and, and if they say, well, let me finish, the Holy Spirit says, see, you interrupted and didn't let them finish. They, I mean, he corrects me instantly. Now, if you've got the, the Holy Spirit's not working on your heart and life, I'll be glad to share him because he wants to do it on you too. He wants you to be all that he wants you to be. And that is more like Jesus every day. More like Jesus. So we want to say, think big. Think big. Don't think small. You know how big, you're, you can tell me how big your problem is. I challenge you to tell, after what we've done tonight, how big is our God? Amen. And if we can think about that every time you go to bed, 
thanking the Lord for how big and what he's done and what he's doing on the other side of that mountain that you can't see. And then you wake up in the morning and say, thank you, Lord. Wow, I'm alive and I don't have lava in my house. You know, you can praise the Lord for whatever. But praise the Lord and start praising and thanking the Lord for what he's doing on the other side of that mountain. We are getting where we're focusing on all our problems and, and the worry. Matthew 6. You know what? God says, do not worry. You know, I created everything. Why are you worrying about your clothes? Why are you worrying about this? Why are you doing that? Worry is the opposite of faith. And you need to get rid of all the worry. And you need to say, Lord, I'm laying all my problems at you. I'm laying all those bills. I'm laying all the medical issues. And I am trusting you to do all that needs to be done. You are able. You are able. Look up the names of God. And you will see that he knows everything. How much do you really love God? That's my question. God's love never fails. God's love never fails. That's the title. And God's love never fails for me. He'll never fail for you. He'll never fail for anybody. God's love is unconditional. That's why we read Psalm 139. If you weren't here, write it down and read it when you get home or tomorrow. Marriage problems separation, divorce, non-covenant marriages, God is still in control of everything. Amen. He knows what your spouse is thinking. He knows he's been blinded and deceived or she's been blinded and deceived. We have fantastic men, and I am telling you, they're just as much the victims as we are. You know, the big problem is, is who are the victims? And I'm going to tell you who I think the victims are. Right now, I think our victims are our children. Our children now and in the future. Why? Because they have been missing a parent for one week, one year, or whatever. And God did not create it to be that way. And I want you to turn to Genesis chapter 1. And we have to understand that God created the earth and he, and he said it was good. And he created everything. But he also, in Genesis 1 and verse 27 said, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. In male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air over every living creature that moves on the ground. And he says, I am going to give you every seed-bearing plant. He provided everything for Adam and Eve. And that is the way God started the earth. But, but, not but God, but Eve. But Eve and Adam, because where was Adam to be the head of the house and say, stop? And men, 
men need to be the men and the spiritual leaders and not scream it, but lovingly say, stop. Wait, wait, wait. What does the word say? Let us look it up. And let us stand on the word of God and let us allow the men to be the spiritual leaders. I don't want to be. I don't want the responsibility of it. Eve didn't do very good. I see the effect of what Eve has done. May we learn in Ephesians 5. Now, I know this is a new generation. And I know they're not going to get upset when I say the word submit. Because you, I've been in this ministry 28 years. So I know where it was 28 years ago. And I know you are not where you, you, you have read the Bible. So you know Submitting to your husband as unto the Lord is a piece of cake. <laughs> well, that's not what exactly I thought you were going to do, but I could have got booed, so I, I'm, I'm thankful for that laugh. But I want to tell you, God will bless you by zipping your lips and listening and submitting to your husband as unto the Lord and allowing him. You know what? When he makes the final decision, he's asked your opinion and you said yours. And you know what you do? You go into that bathroom and you go into that bedroom and you go, when you're driving on the way to work, you're praying, Lord, I pray for my husband to have his divine, his, your divine wisdom, divine uh, knowledge, his, your discernment and insights. Please speak to him, and may he have the wisdom of what he's going to do and what he's going to buy or what he wants to do with the kids. May he have this perfect wisdom. And if I'm wrong, then I'll let go and let God. And Lord, and if he wants to go that way, I'm going to surrender to you, and it's all in your hands, and God's responsible, not you. You're letting go and letting God. Deal with the husband. Now, that's simple, right? If we let go and we let God and we say, Lord, he's in your hands and I, I just have to, we may lose $50,000. We may lose a car. But you know what? <laughs> we are going to know it's not our fault and we didn't fight. And we didn't have an issue of a great big huge fight. And we didn't have to win the disagreement. Now, I know women, now that you have been on your own, let me warn you. Are you ready to be married? Are you ready to be married? Men, are you ready to be married? Because we have to get together and become one flesh and listen to them and listen to their wisdom and listen to the Holy Spirit speaking to you. We want to be one flesh as God created it to be. And I want to tell you, if we can just keep praying for our spouses to know the truth, the truth will set them free. We want to understand how much God loves you and loves your wife or husband. This may be a rough month, women, you may not get a card from your husband. You may not get a text. You may get Zippo. You know, I mean, I understand. I pray for Mother's Day, 
for all the men or the children or the adult children to please tell the little kids to make a gift for mom or do something. And I want the father to pick up the phone and tell the kids what they need to do to, for their mother. But you know what? It takes two to have two uh, children. So I think it's the responsibility of the men to pick up the phone, call the kids, and tell them what to do, or I'm going to give you the money, or whatever. I don't let the men off the hook, because they, they're their children. And those children, all the children around the world, need a mother and father together sometime. We need the fathers that have gone and moved away to contact their children weekly, see how they're doing. We need a mom and a dad to be in communication with the children and not have be the victims. We want to heal and restore marriages. But we want the relationship between a mother and a, a child or the father and the child to be healthy. That they do not feel like they've been rejected and abandoned. And there are so many men and women that are young in their 20s now, that have had their mother and father get divorced, and they don't even know where their father or mother, one of them may be, or both of them, but mostly one. And I am saying, if you are one of these people, God loves you, and he is your heavenly father right now, even if you have been, never have met your father or mother. I am telling you, Go to God and let him heal that broken space in your heart. Because we want our children that get to be 20 and 25 who start planning a wedding, we want them healed so that when we get together and become one flesh, there's not a lot of generational sins that we need to get rid of and get gone, and we need healing. And we want all of our children to be not wounded and brokenhearted because of our marriage problems. And we want our children and, our, and, our, and the mothers around the world to, to feel loved on Mother's Day by their children. They, that is my prayer. And we're, we're even sending out the men's devotional. I pray every single man here if you are not getting the men's weekly devotional, write it on that yellow sheet and say, I, I want the men's devotional. And women, you ought to read it anyway because you'll be surprised how, what the men say and how spiritual and how they've grown in the Lord. But we need to read them. We're going to send it out Wednesday to remind all the fathers, hey, it's Mother's Day coming up. You've got to get together. What are you going to do? You might write a letter to your wife is what you might ought to do. That's what I'm praying for. You know, to say, I'm sorry. Thank you for raising my kids. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for that. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. We're praying for God to do healing and restoration on, this, on, on Mother's Day. Pray about it. Pray about others. This is such an awesome time to do it. We're praying that if you turn to 1 John... God loves you. He has not forsaken you, and he is right there with you. If you want to read 
This is Bob's favorite book in the Bible, 1 John, all of 1 John. He loves 1 John 1, 2, and 3. But we're going to turn to 1 John chapter 4, and I'm going to read verses 8 to 10. Well, actually, I'll start at 7. Dear friends, in fact, the title of this section is God Loves and Ours. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And the love I wrote here, because a pastor must have given it to me, or I read it in a book, agape love. Okay? So you can write agape love. Whoever does not love does not know God. That's a, a, a big statement, isn't it? Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. Isn't that awesome? This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Let's go on. Verse 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. Well, where is your enemy list tonight? Where is the list of people that are irregular in your family or in your work or wherever? Will you ask God to give you agape love for these irregular people and say, Lord, I know they push my buttons. You know, they push me buttons at work. They push the buttons at the, these family events. You know, I have to learn to zip my lips. But you know what? Ask God to show you how to love them. Ask, say, God, give me your love for them so I can have a love for them, okay? Because when you understand that, it's amazing. Let's go to verse 16. God is love, and whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world, we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect fear, perfect love, I misspoke, drives out fear. Does anybody have fear tonight? there's your, there's the diagnosis. You have fear, there's the diagnosis. Well, guess what? The treatment is right here. This is the treatment from the doctor, Dr. God. He's the greatest physician. But perfect love drives out fear because fear has no to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. So remove, Lord, all of this fear that is tormenting so many of us around the world with fear of the unknown, fear of the time we have to wait, fear of how they're going to pay for their children's education, fear of their illnesses that they're facing, fear of all the other issues, unemployment or anything else. Lord, we ask you to touch every one of our standards and remove the fear that's come against them and fill them up with your amazing, unfailing love 
in abundance, overflowing with them, that they feel your love and your love is sufficient. And we just give you the praise and the glory. Touch all of our standards around the world with their most urgent need. And may you meet that need in ways that we can never even begin, begin to imagine. And we just give you the praise and the glory. Amen. Now, I have to tell you a praise because I would be remiss if I didn't. But we have been praying for Paige. And if you've been on our, our, our share wall, we've been praying and sharing about her. And Paige was in, uh, been battling cancer for several years and, and doing chemo and radiation and then went on trials on uh, medicine. And uh, back several weeks ago, she got very critically ill and was in the hospital for over two and a half weeks in critical condition. And it looked like it was the end. <clears throat> All the family came, and she was in CCU and so forth. Well, I have a praise report because she is now home. She is now home. We, we doubt. You know what? It's a miracle from God. Now, I want to tell you, they brought hospice in, and they signed up for hospice. She went home with her mom and dad and, and her daughters and the grandchildren. And the miracle number one, and there were too many miracles. To, that, this is, uh, we have a Stewart group that has been coming down here for over 10 years. And they went up, two of them went, three of them went up. And uh, is it three? Well, yeah, they all connected. And they prayed for her. And we prayed, and we have been praying. And, and you know what? I believe in the power of prayer. If you have not understood anything about Rejoice Marriage Ministries, we believe, you know, zip your lips. Don't, don't speak negative. Don't gossip. Don't criticize. Don't demean people. Don't yell at your kids. Show them love. If you have got a short fuse and you have got a temper and you have not gotten under control yet, then you go in that bathroom or bedroom and you yell at the, the whatever and then come out and tell your kids, I'm sorry I yelled at you. I, let's now talk about what you did wrong. We got to get love in these houses. These kids are brokenhearted already. We need us mothers and, our, and the fathers who are responsible for them to show them love. And yes, they need to be corrected. And yes, they may be doing things wrong. And yes, they may be getting bad grades. But that's because they are hurt and they're, they're all these things. But she had their grandchildren there. I, got off, I went off on that detour road that I do. But anyway, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back to that mountain of miracles. And so she was at the uh, house and got feeling better. And she says, I want to go home. So, the, the, oh, forgot the first miracle. Um, is that when she was in critical condition, hospice was called in. Her husband, who has not seen her in multiple, multiple, multiple years, and who married his, her best friend, is, uh, came to the hospital and saw her. And that was the miracle. That was the miracle because he had not done that. And so the family was all together in one room with the grandchildren, with mom and dad and grandpa and grandma. And I'm telling you, you know, 
glory. I was just glory, glory, glory. And then she went home, and I get a text this week and for an update. We get weekly updates. Now, now last week, her daughter and her son-in-law and their grandkids stayed for an extra week, and they went to the zoo or, or a fish place, aquarium, an aquarium. Um, I have to be saying, I'm listening to San and Anna telling me, where did they go? But they went to an aquarium, and they were on a swing, and I couldn't believe her on a swing. And I'm just saying, God, you did a miracle. She was in CCU with hospice, and look what you have done, because people prayed and prayed and prayed against the spirit of death. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Well, now we get this email yesterday, and, or yes, Sunday, Sunday or Monday. Well, today's Monday. It had to be Saturday or Sunday. It had to be Saturday or Sunday. Uh, but anyway, the miracle is, is Kevin came back. And he came back, and he put the hospital bed away and put up the regular bed sometime, someday. And, we, and one little ogie of faith of us standards said, is that Kevin that did that? You know? And I'm going, yes, it, Kevin came back. And I am telling you, if you don't believe in miracles, your faith is dead. We've got to believe in miracles in all sorts, all sizes, all ways. Because God wants to get the glory. He wants to get the honor. He wants the praise that God is a God of miracles. Not just for them. Not just for them, but for all of us. He wants us to proclaim it. So I am proclaiming it around the world. Do not give up on anything because God's plans and ways are so much bigger than ours. And so we are praying for Paige, keep her on your prayer list, to have a total healing, total recovery, to, that she will get the doctor to say, this is God that has healed her. And that's what we're praying for. And so I just had to tell you all of that. You think nothing is happening around you with all the standards? You're wrong. That's what the devil's lies is telling you. There's nothing happening around here. That's not true. God is moving, but he's moving around the world. And we have to keep waiting for our time. And we have to talk to him. And we have to believe that God is able to do abundantly more than we can ever begin to imagine. Psalm 6.4 says, Turn, O Lord, and deliver me. Save me because of your unfailing love. And there may be somebody in this room that's brand new that does not know the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm, what I have been saying today, it sounds crazy, but I'm saying if you don't know the Lord like this, then come tonight when we have women standing over here that are prayer partners, come and go over there and say, I want to know Jesus that way. Or if you have been weary and tired and broken, go over there and have them pray for you. Because Lori will pray for you, I'll pray for you, Beverly will pray for you. We are all wanting to pray and stand in the gap with Deanne and all of us. And Deanne and Beverly and Lori and I we're all on the, the um, National Day of Prayer, plus many others. And if you want prayer, get on that. 
You may want, Mark, you know what I do? I, I, I try to use all my time wisely. So I use the podcast. I put a podcast on while I'm driving and listening to it. And then I mark the time down where I finished, or in case I go to something else. And then when I come back, it's there for me, I know. Let's go and learn to believe in the power of God. And let's learn. And let's pray together. And let's pray for all the people, all the prodigals. Psalm 145, I'm going to give you some scriptures. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving toward all he has made. What promises have you received that you have not thought of or even pulled out or even thought of anything? <clears throat> when I started this two weeks ago, I pulled out my book and my journaling book, and uh, I saw that at um, April was the time that I had our first meeting by my, with myself, with Pastor uh, Spalding, at our church many, many years ago to have, a, I knew of three women that were getting divorced 30 years ago in our church, and it was epidemic, we were, it was crisis. And I said, you know what? Let's, let's do a Bible study. And you know what he said? There is no place where you can do a Bible study because no, we can't even mention that. So you come into my office during Sunday school and you have the class in my, Sunday, in my office and we won't announce it. You go to the people individually. I'll tell you their names or I'll send them to you. That's how our first Bible study started. And that was before Bob came home. I was, I was the ugly duckling, the weirdo at church, you know. You're doing what? You know. And uh, you divorced him, and now you're going back? You, want, you made a mistake? You didn't make a mistake. Oh, yes, I did. You know, the, the church had a couple come up and talk about divorces, uh, Hates, God hates divorce. Well, obviously, nobody told me that. And guess what? I didn't look at the Bible to find out either. So uh, let's us be careful. It talks about God's vision he gave me about myself. You have a, God's got a vision for you. He's got an assignment for you. You've got a calling on your life. Or your husband has a calling on your, his life. You children... You may be raising up a Noah, you may be raising up a Moses, you may be raising up a Peter or a Paul. And you are having, you are the mother like Mary. Or you're the father like Jesus. We need to understand the importance of how important our children are. And we need to love them. And we need to teach them how much they are being loved. Do a time of devotions. It can be five minutes, but get a little devotional book according to their ages. And, and, and did anybody see Like Arrows? Okay, thank you. It is excellent. And that's what they're suggesting is, you know, we all go and say we go to church, but when we come home, we have a different situation at home. And they are giving free material to do a Bible study for the kids and for the family. And, they, and, they, and the father said, you know what? 
We don't know how, what this all means, but we're going to learn together how to live as Christians in, in the house as well. Now, I'm not going to tell you the story, but you need to get the CD or DVD someday. We need to pray for all the churches. We need to pray for every city, as Lori talked about. This is not just in the cities of the United States of America. We have got divorce around the world. So are you willing to pick up the cross and follow him? How many of you have seen I Can Only Imagine? Oh, yes. Do you know that is still playing in Pompano Beach and Fort Lauderdale? Still playing? Is that a miracle? A Christian movie is still playing? Now, I want to tell you, I can really relate to I Can Only Imagine. It's a true story of Bart Millard who wrote I Can Only Imagine. But he wrote it many, many, many years ago on a piece of paper. And he grew up in Texas, and he suffered physical and emotional abuse at the hands of the father. Now, I can relate to that because Bob was abusive. Bob was emotionally, physically, and verbally abusive to me. And I am talking to women that have that. And I'm saying God can touch him and change him and make him in a new creature in Christ. And I want you to know that because Bob wrote 19 books and told prodigals how to come home. He told them how to repent, how to get rid of the pornography, how to get, do, get rid of all your anger and all of that. God touched him and changed him. It took a process, but I am telling you, there's a difference between one that may be an alcoholic or on drugs that is abusive compared to one that is not, and that's what you have to be careful of because we have to be careful for our children. I'm going to only suggest to you is that there are, there are facilities that you can go to anywhere. There, are, there is a facility somewhere in your city, in your town, that you can go to. And I wrote down the name of one, but I am not on that page. But I want to tell you that we need to understand that all you have to put is abuse, you know, woman abuse. But you know what we can put? We could put male abuse. Because men are hearing and, and are, we're saying that the, men, the women are contentious. And, and in Proverbs, it talks about the effect of a quarrelsome woman over the home. She's a constant frustration, like a leaky roof that does not stop, stop dripping. Proverbs 19.13. Proverbs 25.15 says, Better to live on a corner of the roof than share a house with a quarrelsome wife. So what is the answer? Proverbs 15.1. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Verse 4. The tongue that brings healing is a tree of life, but a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. Proverbs 15. Now, have you got the hint? Read Proverbs 15 this week. Verses 17 and 18. 
a hot-tempered man stirs up dissension, but a patient man calms a quarrel. What are you to do? You're to love your spouse unconditionally. I can make a very, I can tell you, more than likely, Bob was molested as a child and never remembered it until after the divorce by a family member. You have to be careful who we bring in our houses when you have your children. You may be saying, I'm not standing anymore. Well, you have to be, and you all have to think and say this wisdom that you're learning is to a, somebody else is that you're bringing in a man into the house and they're, they're young children or teenagers and you don't know what could happen. Now, I know if you read the devotionals or read the testimonies, you're hearing about how God rescues them. But I'm telling you, we have to be accountable and love our children and protect our children. So you may want love, and it's, it's the wrong love, and we've got to be careful. We must be careful. And be wise. God says in Proverbs 1, if you haven't, don't read the Proverbs through in a month, read it through in a year. Just take one chapter every so often and break it up. I'm telling you, we are failing. You know why I divorced my husband? Because I, Hosea 4, 6, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And we're going to say we divorced and we did all this for lack of knowledge? Well, we got to wake up. Because when we bring in these strangers or these people that say they're madly in love and, and so forth, and you're on a detour road, you know what? Your, your child may be the one that's hurting and being hurt more than we know. I'm saying keep your ears and eyes open for your nieces and nephews and cousins and everything else, and for God, maybe opening a door for you to go into your church, and you may work in the ministry with young kids, youth. If You know, we have one that is uh, up north, and he works with the young, uh, with the teenagers, and he works with the college kids also. And he is a mentor, and he works with them. And you know, it's like 70-some percent that they fathers are not there. So he is trying to be a father to them, and, and not, he can't be father to all of them, but he can in a class and talk to them about the Heavenly Father. Are we serious about restoring our marriages? James chapter 3 and 4 is chapter three is taming the tongue. I don't know if any of you have any problems with anger or, or losing the tongue um, with uh, anger or rage or just calling your son or ch child stupid, dumb, and blind or whatever. You know what? They don't need to be wounded like that. We need to say we love you, and if, we, and if they have done something bad at school, there's consequences. But we can do it not in anger and screaming. Chapter 4 uh, in James 4 talks about submitting to God. 
Submit yourself, submit your family, submit to God. We want your marriage to be all that God wants it to be. Your circumstances, because of what they are and what Bob was, they would say, you've got to get out of the house. But I'm saying to you, God told me at that meeting at the church, two, two services, I wanted you not to get divorced, but because you were so angry, so bitter, so hateful, you wouldn't forgive him on Thanksgiving when he repented. I forgot about it. I don't even remember it until afterwards because I told him, we're not going to play this game anymore. We're going to show it like it is. You can go there, and I'll stay here, and I'll have our family and friends come. Wow. All in Jesus' name. So what I'm saying to you is, let's do what Jesus tells us. And read Ephesians. And love our spouses unconditionally. But we need to be sanctified. We need to remove all sexual immorality. And, and we need to say no. One of the men that we saw said he happened to see two people, two women, recently encountering him and, and was flirting with him. And I said, boy, your marriage is coming soon. Because when they start, the Lord starts sending somebody to tempt you to fall into sin, guess what? Something big is about to happen in your marriage. And, and Deanne has shared her testimony and how that she fell in the trap. Now, I'm telling you, we need to get serious about being faithful and understanding that the permanence of marriage is forever. And we're praying for marriage restoration, and it doesn't matter. God wants us to fight the fight and be patient and stand firm and try. You know what? Read the Old Testament about the wars and how long they had to wait for different things. Jesus waited almost how many years, 30 years, to go into ministry. And then he was in ministry three years, and then he died on the cross and paid the price. We need to understand that our children are so important, mothers are so important, fathers are so important, and I'm asking you to pray for them around the world. Pray for the children. Because they need their mom and dad to come home. And you know you're going to read in the next week. You're going to read how a husband came home and worked all weekend fixing up the house and watched eating dinner with his family and doing something with his son. And it wasn't even Father's Day or Mother's Day. And I was praising the Lord, saying, he's testing the waters. He's testing the waters to see if he's received. And he was. And she cooked him a good dinner. Are you, gonna, you're gonna, are you ready to be tested for your husband or wife to come home and knock on the door? Are you going to love them and rush to them? Are you going to forget the past and just look at what the Lord is bringing? That's what we need to do. We need to get serious about, Lord, it's not about, I've forgiven all the past. 
Forgive and forget the past. In Isaiah, it says, forget it. Let it go. Look to the future. You don't bring those up. Now, yes, I can tell you I failed at that. I can teach this because I have personal experience. I didn't have a book I read to tell me how to do this. But I'm telling you, I learned that when the other woman was chasing Bob for six months, he finally told me, he thought, I got to go see a counselor because I can't, I, she's wherever, she follows me. I don't even know where, where she is or how she's following me. I said, well, I'll go with you. <laughs> no, I'm going alone. That's not what I want to hear. Do you want to debate that? I mean, I was ready to debate that. But guess what? The, the counselor said very strongly, you call her up and say no more or I will. You're, it is over. Your marriage is being restored and you're putting it all into that. And guess what? It worked. It worked. It took time, but it worked. We need to understand that all scripture in 2 Timothy 3, 16 to 17, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent and equipped for every good work. Psalm 37, 30, 31. The mouth of the righteous utter wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps do not slip. And the last one, 2 Thessalonians 3, 5. May the Lord direct your hearts to God's love and Christ's perseverance. Have, if there has ever been fear of abuse, do not cry out to God, but have a suitcase packed. That's what I'm saying. So you can run out of the house, and you can then come back when he calls you and says, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm calmed down. And you know what? You can talk to your husband and say, you know what? Let's do time out. There's all sorts of ways you can do it. When you're t quiet and everything is quiet in the house, you can plan what he wants you to do or what you should do and how to handle these things. Don't run. God can heal and restore and save your marriage and your family. If we don't say no to, you know, we got to understand what causes the anger. There is wounding. We want to pray for generational sins to be broken. And we want to believe that our husbands and wives can become new creatures in Christ. And they can. That is what I'm trying to say to you. I want you to have a blessed Mother's Day. And then I want you to pray for a blessed end of the May, May and then June, the wedding month of so many weddings that the fathers are going to be honored and they're going to be blessed and be able to see their children. There is a, I forgot, I have one more page I had, but I'm going to give you a scripture, Ephesians 3, 16 to 20. And it says, I pray that you'll be rooted and established in love 
and may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and how deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work in you. To him be glory in the church in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. So we want you to get excited about all the things that are happening and we want you to ask the Lord to touch you each and every day to make you be able to have the joy of the Lord, which is going to be your strength. And we're going to do something different tonight. We want, just as we shouted to the Lord and had so much fun worshiping the Lord, I wanted to end with singing a song, worshiping the Lord, and saying, Lord, here I am. And you can be praying to him, or you can be thinking about different things. We've already prayed together with the men and the women. But we're going to pray, uh, sing, Great Are You, Lord. And I want you to understand, God is, loves you. He cares about, he, about you. cares about every detail of your family, your children. The ones that are getting married in June, you may be having to go to weddings or graduations. Graduations. We're having... A lot of graduations, and mothers and fathers and grandparents are getting together. You guys, let us dress up and look awesome, and let us zip our lips, and let us smile, and let it be the child's special day, and let mom and dad not ruin it by their behavior. Is that right? Do I get agreement in that? Okay. Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for all the people you brought in from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And Lord, we are asking you to heal and resurrect and restore dead, and re dead marriages, hurting marriages, bleeding marriages that are still in-home prodigals that are there. Lord, we are asking you to heal all of these marriages, non-covenant marriages. We are asking you to bring them all back to their standing in covenant marriages. And we are saying, Lord, move the mountain and crush it and destroy it in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for the couples that are here. We are thanking you that you are a God of restoration and you're a God of miracles. And Lord, we want to start our prayer life thanking you and believing in you that you can move any mountain and that we are not going to look at the circumstances and say, woe is me, but we're going to walk in faith and not by sight. And we are going to believe that nothing is too hard for you to fix and do. And we're going to trust your timing. And we ask that there, if there anybody is sick or anybody is, um, has had a difficult time I pray that they believe that the greatest physician can touch and heal you. And we're, send a prayer request in to us. Let us put you on the share wall for us all to pray for others. Pray for all the standards around the world, people. Don't just pray for us. 
Pray for all the standards, all the prodigals around the world. Pray for all the children that have, are missing a mother and a father. I pray for them, Father, that you would touch these children. They will have good grades in school. They will excel in school. They'll be in sports or they'll be in the arts or in the drama, and they will feel like they're loved and cared for by all their family and friends. Lord, help us to have our homes to be healthy and strong and ready to receive our beloved spouse, at your perfect timing, and we'll be ready for them, and we'll just give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. All right, let's stand up. Let's worship the King of kings and praise him for all that he has done tonight.
Amen. Oh, I hope you have been touched. I hope you have been touched tonight. Cry out for the children for Mother's Day. There are women that have not heard from their husbands in months and years, and neither have the kids. We need to pray for a shaking of the men to rise up, to pray for those kids and contact the kids and give them money some way, somehow, to say, I'll help you. Tell the kids, help the, have the grandmothers, the grandparents, the aunts, the uncles, and that may be you guys, to help these kids that don't have somebody to know what to do, to have money to do something for the mother. We need to be serious in doing all that we need to do. God loves you. He cares about you in your every situation. And he wants you to come back to him. And he wants us to be all to him. You've got a lot of different chapters of the books you can read this week that I've suggested. And you will be touched when you do it. So, Lord, we ask you to bless each and every one of these standards who we love so much. And we just ask that you would bless them abundantly, mightily this week. And for the holiday, Mother's Day, may it be a blessed Mother's Day for all the mothers in RMM and all the ministries and all the churches that have separation or divorce or they're um, in different difficult situations. May you meet all those mothers' needs. May they feel loved this Mother's Day in whatever way they can be. Lord, we ask that you will bless this food, bless this fellowship, and may we learn to love each other unconditionally. And we'll just give you all the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed, blessed time. Well, why don't you just come right up here, and we'll make an exception. I recognized you, so let us come up here, and just use your first names, and I noticed they were hugging each other the whole time, so that, that I saw him doing that. It was amazing, because my husband had left, and I... I got so desperate, and I just went on the computer and, and started to pray, and, and I ran into your website, and I sent you a, you know, a prayer request, wow. and you sent me Lord. something, um, and I saw that, and I said, look at these two rings. I know that this is the enemy attacking my marriage, <laughs> um, and so we were actually into New Age, and I left, we left all of that to follow Christ, and Amen. we were teachers. Hearts and lives are being transformed. We were, we were teachers, had 85,000 uh, followers of New Age, teaching oh shamanic and angel readings. And I had a Praise line of God. angel readers that I had to train. And we left everything for Jesus. And Amen. Jesus is the one who restored our marriage. And we he pray came against back, pray for us. familiar spirits all the time. Yes, and Amen. he came back, and we both got saved, and now he's a minister at a youth ministry. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. We speak? give the glory to God. What's your first name? Elsa. 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 Uh, Carrie. I'm a recovering New Ager. 
<laughs> Amen. Well, we we always had Christ. We always believed in Christ, but we weren't didn't have the relationship with Him. Right. So, so right. long and short of it, the the unclean spirit I had kept me uh, unfaithful to my wife, and and uh, uh, it wasn't you know drugs or drinking anything like that. It was usually you know women, and actually. Uh, if I can, you know, I have to claim it was even prostitution, right? And things where I knew it wasn't even me. Sometimes I was, knew I was being God. I, I couldn't stop myself, and then right. I had a deliverance with God. Into that. Yeah. Well, well and, and God just took it from me like that when I truly repented, Amen. and so I couldn't even deny it if I wanted to, and I couldn't, you know. And so it's been, it's our lives flipped like this. And so much joy has strengthened our marriage. Amen. My son's 25. We've always had a good relationship, but through prayer, it's even strengthened that. Amen. Starting to heal wounds, past wounds he's had from that. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's not the son from this marriage from earlier. Yeah, and, that's um, what we're talking about. Yeah, so now I'm a, a youth ministry in the, at the Cross Church down in Ives Dairy Road. And uh, yeah, and I, when she told me about this, I was, you know, we were coming anyway, but I said, oh, these, I, I have to... You know, I'm just so grateful to you and anybody here who prayed for us or praying for somebody else. And there's so much power in prayer, and, oh, and it, 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 it's beyond words, really. And of course, all the glory to God. So I just want to thank you and everybody who prayed for us. We came because my sister, Angela, is um, living with her husband, but they're not really married. And so he's being abusive to her. And I said, we need to come to pray, you know, and especially because it's, a, it's not even a question. The enemy was trying to keep us from coming, as you know, <laughs> tonight. Because we there, know that. We know that. We and so it was amazing because, you know, we felt your love and you're so beautiful and we thank you so much. Oh, and to, God be the glory. to God be the glory. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Okay, you needed a restored marriage tonight? You got one. So... Now, just go and enjoy and know that God can do anything. Have a blessed night. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages. Divorce strikes families around the world, often with little notice. You can help us minister to these families with your financial gift. Visit RejoiceMinistries.org and help us teach men and women what Jesus can do for their hurting family.